Duke New King. Tom King. It's good to be the king. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Yes! Yes! And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. It's Christian and King. Questions before we proceed. Final hour here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on TuneIn as well. Nice to have you with us today here on this Tuesday. And the big news of the day coming from the Red Sox on what is generally a very slow news day, December 20th. I don't know why. <laughs> Tom King's still a little choked up about it. But Clay Buckholtz, now the Philadelphia Phillies problem. Because who are we going to complain about now? David Price. Come on. That's an easy one. Uh, see, Price. you complained about Price. Did, I didn't. Well, you don't. Yeah. You didn't complain about Buckholz either, though. Well, I, I liked it when Buckholz didn't pitch well. <laughs> right. You should like it when Price doesn't either. I do. David Price took over Clay Buckholz's title. They really didn't need him for anything. They didn't need him as a back end of the rotation guy. They didn't need him in the bullpen, and they didn't need him as the punching bag. They got David Price for that now. He literally had no no purpose left on this team. Am I wrong? Boy, it's, you're lucky you had Priscilla. You really are. Otherwise, Price would be your best pitcher no matter what he did. You know. He would have been your Last best pitcher. Year? Yeah, he would have been your best pitcher. Yeah, sure. Yeah, probably. You know? He could play the what-if game. You know, if Stephen Wright stayed healthy, maybe he would have been. If they didn't put him out there to pinch run. <laughs> John Farrell's <laughs> finest moment. Hmm. I wouldn't put a pitcher in a game to pinch run. Or, Looking and, down that yeah, bench. Yeah, I would never hmm. do it. Let's see. Uh, there's no way. Are you kidding me? Pitchers, you. <laughs> pitchers are as... He's like Negan picking a guy who's gonna, you know, the <laughs> yeah, person right. who's gonna, gonna, gonna smack with Lucille. I mean, I wouldn't never pick a pitcher, pick a pitcher, to pitch run. And if you, but if you had to, if, if Peter you're Piper forced... picked, a, if Peter Piper picked a pitcher to pitch, pitch run with a pickle, <laughs> how many pitches would he pick to pitch run? You done with Mother Goose? Here? Yeah. I know. <laughs> even uh, even if you were forced to, which he basically was, I think they were down to the end of the bench. It was a National League game. I think it was against the Padres, I want to say. Maybe it was against the Dodgers. I forget who it was against. But uh, they needed to put a pitcher in because there was no other position players left except, I think, for the catcher, and it was like the seventh or eighth inning. So they wanted to, you know, keep that open. And they had other guys they could have put out there. He's done it before. Like Drew Pomerantz, Right, he's done it before. Drew Pomerantz had done it that year, I think. Yeah. Or he'd run the bases that year with the Padres. Sure, right, exactly. You know, he'd been on base before. Oh, no, it was a mistake by Farrow. Such a bad mistake. Anyway... And also, he was starting to uh, – Wright was starting to fall off a little bit. Before he got hurt, he pitched a great game. But uh, the two games prior to that, he was starting to come back to earth a little bit. Some, you know, weather conditions and what have you, and it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't going great for him. But then he had a great game against the Dodgers, and then he got hurt, and then he didn't hear from him again after that. Um, you're right, though. The Red Sox are very lucky about what happened with Porcello. I think that that turnaround was probably the least expected thing that happened in the whole year, really. I mean, even even Hanley Ramirez, I expected to bounce back more than I expected Rick Porcello to. I thought so, too. You know? But Porcello was just outstanding. Well, actually, you know what? Porcello didn't pitch that badly when he came back last year, you know, the latter half of the, the latter third, right. third of the year. When the games so didn't matter. And it I was, thought he'd you know, win 15 games this year. I thought that's what you know I was looking at with Porcello. I thought Rice would be the ace. Porcello would still be the number two. And then you go from there, you know? So, but they, uh, you know, they they uh, got a lot more out of Porcello than they thought. So it seems like he's, and, and, and you know what, a guy like Porcello who pitches like that, you're thinking, okay, he's pitching for a salary. Well, he's already gotten his salary. Yeah. So this guy could be the real deal. It'll be interesting to see how, how, how he pitches next year. All right, let's go to the phones here at 603-883-9900. Guess who we're talking to? Mr. X? No. No. Guy who owes oh. us a lobster. Oh, Mr. Dave. Thanks to the New York football giants. That's right. DJ Dave in Manchester. That's hey, DJ right. Dave. DJ Dave. <laughs> DJ. Greetings from the Queen City, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be speaking to the A-team of New Hampshire Talk Radio. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, which one am I? Am I hey. Mr. T or is... <laughs> uh, you're, 
You're definitely Mr. T, Christian. Right. Very good. <laughs> and I pity the fool. And Tom King's the old one, right? I pity the fool who picked against the Giants. Who's the pity old, that fool. Who's the old guy on that show? Tom is... Definitely the um, George, George Papard. Yeah, George right. Papard. Yeah, you're George Papard. Yeah. Yep, far. absolutely. So, so good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, uh, what quick, uh, quick observation from Sunday that led me into my Monday morning? I was uh, very inspired by Ezekiel Elliott's dive into the Salvation Army kettle, mm-hmm. and so I, I was uh, doing my morning shopping at the local market basket, and I figured I would emulate. Ezekiel and I took a dive into the uh, to the kettle and uh, didn't work out too well for me. No, those kettles aren't as big, are they? For no, this... no, the, no uh, I don't think so. The bell ringer, the bell ringer was very ticked off. But <laughs> the the best part of the story is, is I ended up with some uh, spare change in my boot. Nice. When I got back home, there you so, go. Uh, I was so inspired but, uh, by Ezekiel Elliott that I didn't steal any money from the Salvation Army on my way to the grocery store. <laughs> they I got, decided not to. I thought that they, was very big of me. They got a boost in over a hundred thousand dollars. I think sixty-one percent increase. Yeah, yeah. In, that, in the twenty-four hours after he did that, right. And you know what? It was partially because of him and also because of uh, Ravel and Ravel being such a D-bag about it. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, yes, he did yep. get flagged, not getting fined, though. And honestly, I think they should put those buckets there for the rest of the games, and I think they should encourage players to jump in them. What's the harm? Who cares? I, I got to tell you, that was one of the coolest things I ever saw. And, and I'm a fan of the kid. I think he's a legit MVP candidate. I heard your conversation about that the other day. But I just wanted to call and tell you, I haven't felt this confident about a New England Patriots team since the 2004 team. Right. That, that was the year. That was the year they ran away. I think they were 15 and one regular season, um, or 14 and two maybe. And I, I really think uh, I am so confident in this team to get it done. You know, despite the loss of Gronk, they showed me a lot the last couple of weeks. I yeah. really thought they were going to be really tough games, and the Pats kind of ran away with both games. No, that was the thing is you. Everybody they feels did go fourteen and two. That was that year, you're Corey right. Dillon year, wasn't it? Was Dillon on the uh, team? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Corey. Yep. I think Corey Dillon. Corey ran Dillon ran for sixteen hundred yards, sixteen hundred and yeah. twelve touchdowns. Yeah. He, was an, he yeah. was a beast yeah. that year. Yeah, that was and that was the first year. He was first year with him, pretty sure. But I'll tell you, the most exciting thing about Sunday's game was my buddy, my buddy. He's back, my running back buddy, <laughs> Dion. Dion, your man, Dion. Well, he's yeah, Mr. Lewis. He, yeah, he's he looking, looking healthier. I think he's back. He's looking healthier, right? Right there. Yep. Everything is, you know, the only negative for them are basically the fact they don't have Jamie Collins anymore, and they don't have Rob Gronkowski. Those are the only negatives. Imagine if they had Gronkowski. Mm. Good lord! If they had Gronkowski. They probably would have scored at least one more touchdown in that game against Denver. Yeah, probably would have beaten them by thirty-four to three. Thirty-four to oh, that. Oh, they would have. Uh, they would have done a number on them. Thirty. They had Gronkowski in the game in the AFC Championship game, and they didn't put up thirty-four points. You know? No, but this but, was. Uh, yeah, we got This was a different. different out, we got to figure out a way for me to settle my debt with you guys because I don't want to go into the new year with any debt. Oh, but it gives us something to look forward to in the new year. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Tom King is not someone who collects on his debts. Him and I had a stake no, going on our stakes forever. And so we just said, all right, we'll double or nothing in the next year. And then I beat <laughs> I lost, him. Then I lost. And so then he got it back. Uh, I said, all right, we'll do it. Then he got fired, and then they brought him back. And so now we're all back to this again. It's about to be back to square one. So if you deal with Tom King, you'll never have to do whatever. But I like collecting on on things, on bets that I win. So what you can do, uh, Dave, is you can either, I don't know, you can send it to the station if you want. You yes, want to just send exactly. a couple of lobsters over here. I don't, you don't even need to, you know, you can send them live over right. here. I was doing some research for your area for seafood and you know, lobster specifically. And I guess I, I, you guys, I think we were talking about it one day on the show too, that you like the lobster boat, correct? Lobster boat in, um, in Merrimack? In Merrimack? Yeah, there's one in yeah. Merrimack, there's one in Litchfield. Yeah, the one in Merrimack's probably the best one. I think one. there's three locations. But yep, there are. Yeah, we'll try that. We'll field. try that. Yep, that's a good okay, idea. I'll send you the gift, I'll send you the gift card. And all you got to do is just I have me the address to send it to, Christian, and uh, I wish you guys both a very Merry Christmas. God bless you. All right. Thank All right, you, Dave. DJ Dave. Merry Christmas to you, too, and thanks for uh, being such a loyal listener. It's okay? you, New York, New York. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Gotta love it.
Hey, speaking of New York and the football giants, are they good now? Are they like a good team? Like their defense looked really their good. Their defense is good. Their offense. Stinks. Since when is their defense good? They since, lost their best player. Since they spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, but yeah. They spent a ton of money on it. Who's that big fat daddy they got in the middle that runs stuff? Snacks. Like, Dwayne Snacks Harris. That guy's awesome. He was a you know you know where he came from? No. The Jets. Oh, did he really? And he said today in the New York Post, I cried when I left the Jets. <laughs> I cried. Dwayne Harrison. I remember when the Jets had a guy named Dwayne Robertson. Remember him? Yes, I do. Him and Will Fork, I think, got drafted the same yep. year. Yeah, they did. And Robertson never no, never materialized. But yeah. Dwayne Snacks is his is his nickname. Dwayne Snacks. Dwayne, they should call him Harris. Dwayne Chubby Face Harrison. Yep. And Olivier Vernon, he's playing well. Yeah. And they don't have JPP, and they just lost Janoris Jenkins. I don't know how long, for how long, or if he's going to be back this week. I think you he know? is. I think they said he's okay. So, you know, they're they're I don't I don't know what they're doing. You know, I mean there's the thing is you can't run against them very well. So that at least Detroit didn't look like they could. I mean Detroit doesn't have a very good running game anyway. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a big shock to me. Um the shock was the win over Dallas. That was the shock. I mean I thought that they what they did was Spagnolo did was he confused Prescott a lot. You know, they got after him, but they also confused him. I, I, you know, they're ten and four, and they've got Washington and Philly left on the schedule. Now, the way they're playing, they ought to win both those games, but I, they're both on the road, so I don't know. You know, yeah, it's tougher to score points on the road than it is at home because mm-hmm. of the snap count and the crowd and everything else. And the the you know we're going to see firsthand Thursday night. They got the Thursday night game against the Eagles. Yeah, in Philly. So, but Manning is not playing well. No, he isn't. You know, uh, you know he's he, they they don't have Vereen. They just lost Vereen. So they don't have much of a running game. They got that rookie from UCLA who's starting to play better. Rashad Jennings is okay, but he looks like he's a step slower than he than he has been in past years. They don't have a tight end. I don't know how they're doing it. I know. I pick against them every single week. And that's why I'm beating you by 15 Yeah, games. pretty much. I know. It's 14 <laughs> games right there. Pretty much. Pretty much. The giant, my team is costing me. But that's the thing. You know, they, I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, I, mean, oh, I know how they're doing it. They got one good player, and he's, he's dynamic. Do you know how many, pun- I think, Beckham Jr., they, you know what they're doing now? They, they, and I, they're going to. They're taking a risk here. I don't know why they're doing it, but they're having him go back and take punts. They're having Beckham take punts? He's punt returning. I thought he was taking kicks. No, punt, punts. Oh. Punts. All right? So you know what he's doing? He's returning them for touchdowns. But they all get called back because somebody blocks in the back or holds. <laughs> because he, he runs... You know, it's like in games it's like happened? a video game. You got a Pac-Man. few taken back. Yeah, yeah, he goes this way, and he goes that way, and he goes this way. They can't sustain the block, so they're grabbing people. Wow. And he runs for touchdowns, and it's always flagged and called back. It's happened three times already. It's happened three times? Yes. I've seen every one of them. Mm. And, you know, he's he's good at it. I mean, he's dynamic because he, he's got speed, and he's elusive. But if Eli didn't have him, they'd be four and ten. Yeah, that's why they put up with all his, you know, all his stuff. Because they know he's, you know, and that to me seems. And you like know what else? No one's talking about him for MVP. No, no one's talking about Odell Beckham Jr. No, they're not. Why aren't they? Because his numbers aren't really high. But he makes the clutch grabs. He's the most valuable player. He on catches that, that pass for a touchdown against Dallas. Mm-hmm. They don't win that game otherwise. He gets a slot pass. And he just outruns everybody because no one could catch up to him. He got his two steps on a defender, and there was no safety help. Gone. Giants are a playoff team. But you're right. Odell Beckham. And without him, they're Without nothing. him, they're 4 and 10. Yeah. I haven't heard his name come up once in the MVP conversation. No. Nope. And you're right. His numbers aren't great. I mean, it's. No, not, that's you know. just it. They're not, they're not dynamic. But that's because, you know, their offensive, their offensive line isn't very good. Actually, Beckham's fourth in the NFL in yards, but he's but he's not. You know, he catches deep balls. He's got ten touchdowns. I mean, 
They looked at Victor Cruz the other day. All right, I'm wrong, actually. He's he's fourth in, in yards and third in touchdowns behind Nelson and Brown. How is he? How many receptions? In receptions, he is <laughs> tied, for, tied for third with Edelman. Yeah, he might be up there. Hey, you're right, yeah, because he is getting the ball. Because he's the only one. He has 1,173 yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, 17 20-plus yard plays, which in the league right now is good for fifth, tied for fifth with uh, Tyrell Williams in San Diego. He's averaging 83.8 yards per game, which is fifth. He's fumbled a couple of times. Yards after catch. 444, seventh in the league, behind the running backs and tight ends and stuff like that. Yep. James White, for example, is 494 yards after catch. Right, right. And uh, receiving first downs, Beckham's tied for fourth with 55. Right. Tied with Julio Jones. Why isn't Odell Beckham an MVP well, candidate? That's a good question. Why isn't he in this he conversation? He should be. He should be. He 100% should be. He, definitely, no doubt about it. But the thing is, is they— You take anyone else off that team, it makes no difference, I don't think. None. Even Eli, I mean, almost even Eli. You replace Eli with a league average quarterback, and they just throw the ball to Beckham, and he keeps doing what he's doing. And he's got a pretty good rhythm with Beckham. But the thing is, is they need other people. They got the rookie from. They got another rookie receiver, who's doing well. And yeah, he he's Shepherd or yeah, Sterling Shepherd. Yeah. Shepherd has been pretty good. Victor Cruz bust. In fact, they're, they're basically looking at the other the other day Cruz played because they're not going to have a home game in the playoffs because mm-hmm. they're not going to win that division. And Cruz, they they said that you know the night was Cruz's uh, Sunday afternoon was probably, and Cruz acted like it was too, uh, and people were reacting to him like it was uh, his final home game as a Giant. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he hasn't been what he what he. You know, they don't major fall off. Right? Yeah, no doubt about it. So they have injury, you know, injury. It's not like Demarius Thomas where he just one no, day showed up injuries, and couldn't play. Yeah. Injuries. Cruz, Cruz got hurt a lot. Yeah. He's, his legs have his legs have let him down. So whether or not that's gonna you know, whether he's gonna retire or, or try to hook out with somebody he caught else. One ball, knows. two targets, one catch. And they moved him too. They moved him to the outside. He's he's, he's more of a slot guy. But mm-hmm. they've got the rookie doing that and Beckham they move Beckham in there every once in a while. Right. It's amazing how they're doing it. No tight end. No running game. Yeah. Two receivers. That's basically what it amounts to. And a defense that's that and a secondary that is playing very well, led by a guy who's going to be an all pro in in, in uh Landon Collins. Collins, yeah. Who dropped that pop fly that Brady threw last November. <laughs> yeah. In November of two thousand fifteen. Rogers Cromartie's having a really good year. Yeah, he's okay. I think he's having a good year. I think when that I Janoris Jenkins chasing guys down. Yeah, I mean, I, he's fast, I think Janoris know. Jenkins is, is is the is the main thing for I them. I like the rookie uh, Apple. A touch and go. He's made some plays. He's let some go. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the old Patriot linebacker still there? Casillas is yeah, there. He is he. He's playing. How's well. he doing? He's playing well. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Asking like he's an old friend. I know. How's, how's yeah. my old buddy Casillas doing? How's Cassie doing? Doing pretty well. Good old Cassie. Good old Cassie. Yeah. Uh, today, the Oklahoman, which is, as you'd imagine, the uh, Oklahoma newspaper, newspaper obtained and published Joe Mixon's interview with the Norman police on July 28, 2014, three days after the assault, which was caught on tape. In the hour-long video, Mixon tells detectives that the Molitor was the aggressor. He says, the girl, she dropped her purse, she came in my face, pushed me, and then my glasses came off, and then I had jumped at her like, watch out. And then she came in my face, I put my head down, and she swung at me. After that, I was so shocked because she hit me so hard, it felt like a dude hit me. And after that, my face went boom, my reaction just was right there. Later in the interview, Mixon again told detectives his punch, which fractured bones in her face, was an instinctive reaction to being slapped. Yep. Even though she pushed me, I didn't think she was going to hit me, Mixon said. I was so shocked because she hit me so hard. It felt really like a dude hit me. And then, like, my face just started ringing. And after that, it was just a reaction. Okay, here's the thing. He said that she she dropped her purse and then what happened? Go back to the beginning and I, and I'll stop you when I when I need to stop you. She dropped her purse. The girl dropped her purse and that's when she came in my face, pushed me, and then my glasses came off. Okay, all right. You know what you do if you're him? You pick up your glasses and you walk out of there. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Don't get in an altercation with anybody. Pick up your glasses, walk out of there. Yeah. 
or at the very least, you know. Don't touch it. Nope. Don't even just walk just away. Put your hand up and say, "I'm not." You know, like walk isn't... away. Walk away. Don't even put your hand up because if it t- if she walks into it, she can say you push. Just walk away. Well, if it's on camera, just walk away. Yeah, that's it. Mixon told detectives that Molitor had intentionally blown cigarette smoke in his face, and he followed her inside the restaurant when she went to speak oh, with Sooners running back David Smith. Mixon then claimed another man with Molitor called him a racial slur and admitted he responded with a slur on the man's sexual orientation, and that's when things started getting physical. Yeah, let's just walk away. That's it. You didn't do that. you you got to walk away. You know? Is he, he you know, people... You know, you're you're ta- when you're when you're out like that, people know if he if they know who he was, right? If they're into if they're you know if they're into his celebrity status there, mm-hmm. then he's going to be a target in a bar where people are drinking and they get confidence and they can say, "I'm going to pick a fight with this football player." Right now, walk the girl away. Girl was sitting at the table with one of Mixon's teammates. Right, walk away. And I guess there was another guy there, and Mixon said the other guy who was a uh, who was gay. Just called him a racial slur, and so then he called him, you know, yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, right. And it sort of sparked off from there. Now I have a hard time. I have a hard time <laughs> picturing how a little dude who happens to be gay sitting at a table with a black guy is going to start throwing n bombs around. Doesn't that just sort of seem a little unbelievable? He's sitting at a table with one of the guy's black teammates. And he's going to call him the N-word? He's going to drop an N-bomb right in that guy's ear, basically? Doesn't that seem a little tough to hard to believe, a little bit? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Unless that guy, unless the other guy at the table is the most... Uh, the other teammate? Yeah. In other words, he doesn't want to challenge two teammates. I don't no, know. no, 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 no. I'm saying the teammate... Right. Not Mixon, but Mixon's teammate right, is with was the, sitting at the table he's where with the, the girl guy, was. Right. He's with the guy and the girl. The, right. guy, who made the, ra- the guy who made the racial slur. Alle- supposedly, yeah. Allegedly. And then the girl who's caused all the, you know, who is part of the whole trouble. Right. right? So, right. So, we, what you're saying is that, you know, it's hard to believe the guy would call, what's his face, a name? That he would call him that name. Well, uh, oh, oh, because of that? Uh, I don't, who knows what the relationship is with the other player? True. You know? Who knows? You're right. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's hard to believe. Right. Well, I mean, the video probably has that. Is there audio to go with the There's video? no audio. There's no audio. Okay. No. Ooh, real lips. You know? Um, the issue of the slur has been at the heart of the backlash against Molitor in the Oklahoma community, the woman receiving abuse and harassment based on the belief that she used the slur against Mixon. Uh, detectives expressed disbelief that the man would have used the word at a table that included Smith, who was black. So, I mean, right, even yeah. the detectives thought it was weird. Right, right. Uh, many media outlets cover the story as if she had, and it was a fact. Mixon and his attorneys certainly didn't get out of their way to disabuse fans of the idea. In court papers, Mixon alleged he heard Molitor or members of her party use racial slurs. In the interview, Mixon's attorneys asked detectives to charge Molitor. They declined. Mixon was charged with misdemeanor assault and under Alfred plea accepted a sentence of counseling and 100 hours of community service. Oklahoma redshirted him after the assault charge. Molitor's civil suit against Mixon is still pending. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound as though she's any prize either. But, I mean, you know, that this, you just walk away. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. Just get out of trouble. Get, get out of there. You know? It seems that, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not there. It's, not you know, not there, not in the same position, but certainly seems as though they could have could have done that. Yeah, you know, saved themselves a lot of trouble. I mean, it's one thing if you're in some kind of danger. He, he, was, wasn't, in he danger. wasn't in danger. Just walk away. Yeah, just get out of there. You know, you follow her in and start. Yeah, just drawing with some drunk girl. Just, you know, yeah, like, just get out of there. You know, use better judgment. Get out of there and don't get yourself in any trouble. Yeah, you know. And the fact that they redshirted him and didn't kick him out of school is just—I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, he should have been kicked off. He should have been kicked off the team. He I don't know about school. He should have been gotta, kicked out of school too. Well, the school's got to take for care that, of that. Yes, you should. Yeah, yeah. you're a football player. Yeah, you know, get it together. You don't do that here. Right. And I don't care where you come from. I don't care anything about you. You do something like that out in public when you're representing our our team. Our team right. and so, our university. Right. One of the most well re- Can you name one other player in the Oklahoma Sooners? No. You know? I mean, it's like that's that's pathetic. And this is an Oklahoma. This is a, a school 
they kicked out a bunch of kids who got caught on tape singing some racist song on the mm-hmm. bus. These frat boys. Remember that? You know, then no whatever is ever going to join our frat. Like, it was this whole thing they were singing on a bus. And those kids should have got kicked out of school. But if you're going to kick those kids out of school, kick this guy you got to kick the guy who breaks the girl's face out yeah, of school. Yeah, Stoops, Stoops didn't do a good job. Terrible job. Yep. Uh, we got to take a break. 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Sharuk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior, it's been very crazy football-wise, like winning in an OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. It's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1 Football State Champions? Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in DHS history for football. To actually come out with a win this year, it's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the Elliott Hawks. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Honor Society goal. So there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. Like volunteer for blood drives. And I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around $1,000 worth. What inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part, and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches, they really care about you. Coach Stanks, like, I look at him like as my best friend, but when it's time to you know put on the pads, then he's definitely there to coach you up, too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, window treatments, and especially wallpaper and flooring. They offer wall coverings for your commercial, designer, and residential properties and work with top brands to give you the floor that you're looking for. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a great place to watch sports or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill, serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest-rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Online at atkinsonresort.com. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. All right, guys, huddle up. Coach's car battery died and he's running behind. And since I haven't been paying attention, I have no idea what plays we run or what most of your names are, for that matter. So what I'll do is I'm going to pop this antacid tablet. I'll fall down. I'll fake a heart attack. And then you guys act shocked and concerned and stuff. And hopefully that'll buy me enough time for the coach to get here. All right, team on three. Make sure you'll be there. Get a car battery test today. Find a location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bardis Law. Bardis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. 
Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Justin Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings it back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire radio for espn new hampshire apparel go to espnnhradio.com and click on the pro shop back here on christian and king i want to get to uh, clay buckholz in just a second but the aaron hernandez double murder trial is going on right now and uh, my good friend chris villani with the boston herald and weei uh, described some pretty. I'll just read it here. One of the two men who survived the July 2012 double murder allegedly committed by Aaron Hernandez described the killing in graphic detail. Pointed to Hernandez as the trigger man during the pre. This is a pre-trial hearing. Oh, it's a pre-trial hearing. The yeah. trial hasn't started yet. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's what I thought. Hernandez's lead defense attorney, Jose Baez, questioned uh, Rachides Sanchez. So I may not be getting that right. Who was riding in a car? with Safira Furtado, Furtado and Daniel De Abreu when they were gunned down after leaving a Boston nightclub. What did the shooter look like, Baez asked. Looked like him, Sanchez replied, nodding at Hernandez. <laughs> Describing the suit, shooting, Sanchez told the court there was screaming, crying, crazy. I saw my friends die quickly. Asked by Baez if he was splattered with blood. Wait, wait who told the court? The third guy in the car, the guy who survived. Oh, okay, not Hernandez, all right. Not Hernandez, okay. no. Asked by Baez if it was spattered, if there, he was splattered with blood, Sanchez responded, yes, there was a lot of blood. The shooting began, Sanchez said, when a man approached the car, said, what's up, Negro, and then opened fire. Baez asked Sanchez a number of questions related to particular details of the night in question, including how loud the music was in the car and whether the windows had been rolled up. All I remember is when they started shooting the, window, the, shooting, the windows blew up, said Sanchez, who got visibly frustrated Sanchez, with a number of questions from Hernandez's lawyer. During the testimony, a relative of one of the victims began to sob uncontrollably and briefly left the courtroom. As she left, she glared at Hernandez and shook her fist at him. Ooh! Through nearly an hour of questioning, Baez grilled Sanchez on whether he had been and seen media coverage of the shooting and how that might have influenced his recollection. Sanchez insisted media reports only served to refresh his memory. Sanchez said he'd never heard of Hernandez prior to the shooting, asked whether he'd seen the defendant play football. Sanchez says, I don't follow the game. The hearing is part of a motion filed by prosecutors to allow Sanchez and the other men in the car at the time of the shooting to give a general description of the shooter. Hernandez, already convicted and sentenced to life from the Odin Lloyd murder, is set to stand trial starting on February 13th. Judge Jeffrey Locke, presiding over the case, said today a motion has been filed by the defense to continue the trial date. And uh, yeah. Got to get it pushed? I guess. Yeah. yeah. When is it supposed to start? February 13th. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I... Jeez, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hmm. Oh, man. Just incredible. I mean, it just, I mean, look, I stuck a tape recorder in his face many times. I know. And a video, video, and everything else. And it's not you know? like he was hanging with the wrong crowd. He was the wrong crowd. He re- exactly, yeah. No, yeah. there was no, he was it. He was He, was he didn't the leader. get swept up into the life. He was he the leader. He had lackeys. He was he the leader. He had guys with him who would help, who would go out with him, and they'd do these things. I he mean, was the leader. Yeah. Exactly. He was a criminal mastermind. No, I don't know about mastermind. <laughs> but he was it. Criminal masterminds usually don't get... Don't leave such an obvious trail. Oh my God! It was forensic like, evidence. Oh my Lord! They would all up they, and down four ninety five. They couldn't get know? a conviction on that, then they you know forget it. Seriously. You know? And this one, he left the you know left a witness in the car. Right. Yeah. A witness who doesn't even follow football. Imagine if it was a Patriots fan. Oh. Boy. Do you remember who shot? Yep. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I sure do. Oh, that would have come out right away. Yeah. This guy says I don't even watch the football. fact that he does. And you know what? They can't dispute that. What? That he doesn't know football. You know why? Because just what you said. He would have identified Hernandez right away mm-hmm. that night. Yep. You know? According to uh, Villani. If Sully does something, they say, Doc Rivers did it. Doc you know? Rivers did it. Right, you know? Uh, they asked Baez on a redirect, are you sure the shooter was Aaron Hernandez? And Sanchez says, I can't say for sure that it was him, 
but it was a guy who looked just like him. Yeah, they'll tear that up a little bit. You know? That's reasonable doubt right there. I can't say for sure that it was him. That's not good. The prosecution must have gone. Tom, he's already doing a life sentence. Yeah, I know, but the prosecution, but the you know, they want justice for the for the victims here. The prosecution must go, what? It's a good thing he's already serving one. Because that's not going to get him convicted. That's that's reasonable doubt right there. I can't say for sure. You know, put him on the stand if he can't say for sure. What are they doing? Mm. Right? I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me like that's common sense. One of the attorneys uh, questioned Sanchez about his statement to the cops where Sanchez said he recalled the shooter as a white guy, clean-shaven, skinny-faced, young. Well, that's not Hernandez. Well, Hernandez doesn't. Skinny face, maybe, you know. Uh, I don't know. Young. He's not very dark, you know. Like No, he's not. No, he's not. But, yeah. At night, he comes up to the car. You don't, you know. Yeah, that's true. Skinny face, young. Well, he looked like he, I mean, he still looks yeah. like a pretty young guy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. already serving a life sentence. No, I know, but yeah, but you it's still be two or three more life sentences. Still, you well, still you're looking at this and you're just saying what's what's going on. I guess. Um, I wanted to just touch on Clay Buckholz real quick before we uh, move on from this forever. If you missed it, Clay Buckholz traded to the Philadelphia Phillies today for Josh Tobias, who is a 24 year old single A player, second baseman, uh, steady bat at the single A level. We got promoted from low single A to high single A. Uh, not in the top 30 of the Phillies prospects. Have a big hit for the Boston Red Sox this season. <laughs> for the Boston Red Sox? <laughs> yeah, doubt it. I think you mispronounced the Portland Sea Dogs yeah, and or the true. Pawtucket Red Sox. Maybe. Maybe we'll make it or possibly the Lowell Spinners. Yes. Could be. <laughs> or possibly the Nashua Silver Knights. That's right. But it won't be the Torrington Tornadoes. What was the Torrington team? Torrington Titans. Won't be the Torrington Titans. Yeah, I don't Titans. think so. That's that's the word I got. I, I, there's no confirmation yet. We have the league hasn't come out with anything yet. But I actually think Clay Buckholtz might do okay in Philadelphia. They got some. Young, they have a young rotation. Right. He's an American League East pitcher going to the National, National League. National League. That's the thing. You expect the National League. There's almost always at least some sort of, you know, soft landing there when you go from the AL to the NL. Right. Maybe eventually he'll go back to settle back into his old ways and be the same old frustrating, oh, my God, I can't stand this guy, Clay Buckholz. But I'd imagine the first couple of weeks, you know, pitching there against that bottom of the order with the pitcher every time. That'll help. Probably going to help. That'll help him a little bit. For a guy who's sort of, you know. Bit of a head case. Yep. I think something like that, psychologically, would be a good thing for him. And honestly, I don't hope, you know. I, look, wish, I had, wish him the best. I'll, I'll look, miss he, him a little bit. He had you know? to get out of here because they've up. See, the thing is, is this is the job that Dabrowski's done. The rotation has been significantly upgraded mm-hmm. where you don't care where Clay Buckholz is. I know. You know? I'll say this. When he survived the 2014 starting pitching purge, at the trade deadline that Everybody year? Everybody was afraid, yeah. I thought for sure that he was just going to be here forever. Yeah. I thought if he could survive that. Yep. You know? They traded Lester. They traded Peavy. They traded they Lackey. Lackey. Yeah, sure. They traded uh, uh, the lefty. Um, Miller? No, uh, oh, Doobie. Uh, Dubron. Oh, Dubron, yeah. They traded Dubron. Yeah. They traded Miller. You're right. They traded, they traded Miller, Miller, too. out of the bullpen, yeah. The only exactly. two people they didn't trade were, were Clay Buckholz and Koji. Yeah, no. That's it. They yep. kept those two guys. And I thought if Buckholz is not getting traded now... He's like a cockroach. He's never going to, you know, he'll never be gone. <laughs> he'll never get out of it. He'll never get Dave Dombrowski decides, nope, the Clay Buckholz era in Boston is over. Yeah, and not only that, don't forget what else he's done. Koji's gone. Tazawa's gone. Mm-hmm. He's remade that whole staff. Yeah, yeah. Dombrowski's done his job. It's up to the players now, really, I think. I agree. You know, really. I mean, what more can he do? He's filled. He's Every time there's been a need. He's gone out and gotten somebody that potentially could could take care of it. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not have worked out every time, but at least he's gone out and addressed it every time. Yeah. And that's what you want your GM to do. You don't want your GM to hide in a corner and, and, you know, say, well, we can't do this. We're hampered by that or whatever. No, he just goes well, out and does it. sometimes you want him to say, we're not going to just – rush to make a trade here and trade some of our prospects just for a rental for the end of the year, like Brad Ziegler or like some of the guys that they traded for this year, Aaron Hill. I mean, 
not that they traded anything special to get yeah, those guys, right. but they didn't. You know, like we're we're happy Ben Charrington didn't have oh, that I, attitude. I, I, I listen, if Ben I, Charrington had had that attitude, then Bogarts, Betts, Bradley, all those guys probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, I applaud that. I applaud uh, what he did last year during the trade. I thought you know getting he filled needs. No, I know it, it was know? fine, but I'm saying if if Ben Charrington had done it that way. You know, if Ben Charrington had tried to fill every single hole by trading all of their young players, right? Then a lot of these, you know, the but he team wouldn't would be have very traded, different right now. But he will, well, he wouldn't have traded their really, really good young players. I'm saying if he did, though, yeah. you know, I, I mean, yeah, if he had the same sort of attitude as Dave Dombrowski. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that Dombrowski. You see, what you're saying is that Dombrowski's attitude in trading young players is a young player I'm going to trade him. All right, that's not what I said. It, but that's what you're intimating because. Dombrowski wouldn't have traded Betts. Or if Dombrowski Bogarts. was here the last three years, I don't think he would have traded the guys. That Bradley, now. Betts, Benatendi, or Bogarts. One of those four players would have yeah, been traded it would have by been, Dave. It would have been Bradley. Fine. Yeah. It so been it would have been Bradley. Yep. And you know what? Someday it could still be Bradley. Yeah. We'll see if he. Ha- what if he they hits? got a real whopper of an offer from Bennett for Benatendi. We'll see if he see if he hits. Could have got that too. Yeah. We're gonna take a break. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. You can text in. At 845-827-1250. We'll talk to Murphy next, and uh, we'll have a Can I Finish when we come back. Give these guys a call at 603-883-9900. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Call right with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Carolina and Washington close out week 15 of the NFL season on Monday night, and the Panthers shocked the Redskins 26-15. Carolina's quarterback Cam Newton, brilliant, finishing 21-37 of 37 with 300 yards and two touchdowns as the Panthers improved to 6-8, while Washington falls to 7-6-1. And, and here's what quarterback Cam Newton had to say about the win. Coach challenged us all as, as men, as, as players, as professionals, you know, to come out and do our job. We prepare, we come to work each and every day to win football games, and that's what we tried to do today, and we did. In other news around the NFL, Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien announcing that he is starting third-year professional Tom Savage over Brock Osweiler Saturday night against Cincinnati. Savage tossed for 260 yards in their comeback W against Jacksonville. And speaking of the Jaguars, Jacksonville naming Doug Marone interim head coach Monday, replacing Gus Bradley after Bradley went 14-48 and 48 in nearly four seasons at the helm for the Jags. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. This good economic news presents a unique financial opportunity for you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.51%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how much we can lower your mortgage payment. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all... The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th at Nashua High School South. This year's event features girls and boys teams from Nashua South, Nashua North, Alvern, Salhegan, Milford, Goffstown, and Merrimack, along with special appearances from the famous Chick-fil-A Cows. Games start at 10 a.m. each day, and tickets are available at the door. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th. More info at nhsportspage.com. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bartis Law. Bartis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bartis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bartislaw.com. It's Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley. The salary cap is going through the roof. Insane. The money is going to be 10 times worse than what it is this year. So, yes, that contract was 15 a year, 15 and change a year. If that happened, if he signed that deal now, that's 20 a year. 
because of where the salary cap's going. All right. Numbers are going to be inflated. NBA fans are obscene, are going to be obscene seeing some of the numbers that are going to come out in the next yeah. couple years. And a lot of outrageous, and we're going to talk about it on here. We're going to talk, everyone's going to talk I mean, about it. The numbers are going to be stupid. Every Sunday from 11 to 1 on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. We're back here, Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here. Um, I have a Can I Finish that's going to really ruin your day. So uh, before we get to that, let's talk to Jimmy Murphy. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? December. How are you? Did you see my tweet from my Can I Finish to you? I don't know. Last night I saw something. Last night, that. no, I might not have seen it. Let me yeah. see. I don't know if we can really discuss it, though. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't discuss it? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm looking back over it. Sex bots. Oh, yeah, 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 the sex bots. Yeah, yeah. Who are going to screw us all to death, right? Yeah, they're going to take over the world. Yeah. I don't know. We already saw a little bit of that in that Westworld show. You know? I could, bunch of, I, bunch I of sex scary, robots. though. It's I not scary. I can't follow it. I stopped. I couldn't. What, what, what couldn't Westworld? you follow? Westworld. You go just, to the town, you bang the robots, I, you go home. Just, no, I'm just kidding. It's yeah. way more complicated than It is. It really is. I couldn't figure it it's out. It's a pretty good show. I started though. watching. Yeah, you got to uh, start from the start. and then Walking Dead. You just started watching Walking yeah. Dead from the beginning? Yeah. Really? From the All the first, way from the beginning. From yeah. the first show. Yeah, first, that, that first episode night. is yeah. pretty good, huh? Yeah. I like that first episode. You got a... Uh, I got a long way to catch up, but... You got a long five years to go, well, whatever I'll, it is. I'll uh, bank... Were you talking about insomnia off the air there? I'll, I'll bank that out in a week. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. I mean, they really came... I mean, I didn't ever... You know, I guess if you follow the comics, it ruins a lot of it, you know, but I don't... Yeah, you I don't. Know, follow. I, I don't follow. I didn't follow. I didn't no, it's, t- it's different from the comics. Though. I mean, there's parts of the comics that parts are still of the in comics there. that are still in there. But I mean, Daryl, the character of Daryl is not in the comics. Oh, he's not even in there. No, no. Okay, all right. So you know, Merle either. I mean, there's a lot of pl- there's a lot of guys who. Just, yeah, um, and it's the only show I've ever seen that will have a talk show after it. Huh? Breaking Bad. Talking did Dead. That. Breaking Bad. Oh, did, did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking Bad. That's that's on again, uh, starting uh, right after Christmas. What? Breaking Bad. You know? Oh, they're repeating the, oh, the, the marathon. Marathon, oh, okay. Breaking Bad, yeah. They're doing a spinoff, too. Well, they already have one, right? Oh, the, yeah, they uh, already did it, yeah. Better, Better Call Saul. Oh, no, I'm thinking Sons of Anarchy has a new spinoff. Oh, they do? Out. Yeah. Really? Yeah, with the Mexicans. Oh, I didn't know the that. Mexican gang. When yeah. does that start? Uh, it's called soon. Los Sons of Anarchy. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it's the Mexican gang. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what's, what do you got coming up today? <laughs> Might have a PC lawyer for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those sons, day yeah. anarchy. Yeah, That's we, we, you gotta we get got the day Dia, in there. Dia We got D-E. Joe Haggerty, Comcast, talking about the Bruins. They're Jose Haggerty is what they would call yes. him in the Mexican uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Sons yeah. of Anarchy game. Sons yeah. of Joe Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Haggerty. <laughs> Who else? Talk some Bruins, uh, Islanders. Bob Snow, talk some college hockey. Roberto. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Giardi is <laughs> <laughs> coming on to talk about the Patriots. <laughs> Miguel Shailin uh, to talk about the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, Patricio Gilroy. Okay. Would that be? Yeah, Patricio. sure. Good enough. Okay. Coming on to talk. Yeah. It's a great song, actually. Uh, Patricio Gilroy to talk about the Celtics. I don't know what Andy would be. It would just be That's Andy. okay. This, this joke's yeah, over. We're, anyway. done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we've beaten this joke into the ground. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Andy Graziano. Okay. Good Italian name. Yes. Uh, Sportsnet New York and Islanders Point Blank to talk about the Islanders who the Bruins about will play. what their problems are all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. and um, we're working. We might have another surprise guest in the works, but that's about it right now. Very cool. That's coming up next on the Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Uh, now it's time for Can I Finish? 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 Please, can I Finish? I can't answer your question unless you let me finish. Hold it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. Okay, this is one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my life. In South Africa, you know how, like, at the end of the year, everyone talks about, oh, what's the worst thing that happened this year? This, yeah, might be the worst the worst, this might be the worst thing that happened this year. And I say that knowing everything that happened yesterday in Germany, in Turkey, all those things. This might be the worst thing I've ever heard. A three-month-old baby girl was eaten alive by giant rats mm. after her mother left her at home alone to go partying. The child was devoured by rodents as she lay on a bed, and neighbors have called for her mother to rot in jail. Her 26-year-old mother was arrested for child neglect, 
return home to discover the scene in the township area of Cattlehong, Johannesburg. Describing the scene, a neighbor said, the baby could have only died a painful death. The tongue, eyes, fingers had oh, all been please, eaten. Why are we doing this? The rats, the rats are like the size of dogs. Why? Why? why this is baby the sick because it's the end. It's the worst thing I think that's ever happened. I think this is honestly the worst thing that's ever happened. We don't even know about it. Yeah, I know. Oh my god! Worst story of 2016, with not a lot of time left in the year, has got to be this one. Gotta be. That's got to be the most. That's like the most revolt. And I'm sorry. You know, yes, we'd rather not know about these things. But it's in the news. It's on the internet. I mean, it's a thing. And it happened. And it's the Would worst thing. Would you have known this if you hadn't read it? No. No, me neither. Yeah. You don't read Barstool I'm Sports? Sure, I'm sure it was yeah. sure. You could go That's where I saw it. Anything. What's it doing on Barstool? I choose to. They said it's the worst story it. in the world. The worst story of the year. I think it is, too. Why well, doesn't Barstool just do the worst sports story yeah. of the year? Is Barstool doesn't just do sports. Don't worry about it. I know, this is a bad one. Oh, God, yeah. I told you before I started, it was going to be gross. Oh, you did. Oh, you did. Now you warned us that. Yeah, I know. Yep. You got to put her in jail for life, right? You leave your child at home to go partying? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that happens? I mean, people do time for leaving their kids in the car, you know? You got to do. You got to do with no the, giant rats in the car. You got to do what the fullest extent of the law will allow you to do. Let's put it that way. Well, it depends. Is she an Olympic. Uh, an Olympic sprinter with no feet, because if she is, then she could probably, you know, avoid jail time in South Africa. That's true. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no kidding. And there's my can I finish. Oh, God. This Sorry is... for ruining everybody's day. Oh, good Tom, Lord. you're up. You What's knock, up? You can knock little Fred over, you know? Ah. You know, I should, sue, I should sue my school for something, but I can't find anything to sue them for, because they, they gave me a degree, so. Okay. A condom. But Noriana Radwin is suing UConn. Who is? Because they took her scholarship away. Noriana Radwan. Okay. Former UConn soccer player who lost her scholarship. You know why she lost it? She gave the middle finger to a television camera awesome. while celebrating with teammates after winning the 2014 Amer- American Athletic Conference title game. And she said Monday. They took she her scholarship away from They that? took her scholarship away. She, it's not like she punched someone out in a she sandwich not, shop. She's at Hofstra right now. Oh. She's suing the school for monetary damages, calling her punishment excessive. It's a little excessive. Uh, the coach uh, originally, maybe, initially... You, maybe you sit her for a game the next <laughs> season. You take her scholarship away? You took her scholarship away. For flipping off and yet the that guy at Oklahoma can still uh, go yeah, to school. Exactly, huh? no yeah. kidding. Yeah, the guy who should have walked away right away. Yeah. You know? Or if just, just flipped her to the bird. Yeah, right. In a federal lawsuit, then he might have lost a scholarship. <laughs> I know. In her federal lawsuit, exactly. In her federal lawsuit, Rodwell alleges that, the, that that after the publicity died down, she was stripped of her scholarship midway through the school year without due process for what the coach described as "quote unquote" serious misconduct. Quick, can I finish here? The Carolina Hurricanes and Detroit Red Wings. See what happened last night. And they had to, they cancel, had to they had cancel, cancel the, the game because yeah. they the couldn't ice. get the ice. Right? There's a freon because league, it right? was uh, it was all melting. Nice, huh? There was a freon. That happens with ice sometimes. Yeah. I think sometimes yeah. ice does melt. It does yes. melt. Yeah, but only under certain the circumstances. Games. I haven't figured out what they are yet. But and under now, certain circumstances, jo- they will melt. John Shannon melt. of Sportsnet is reporting mm-hmm. that the Hurricanes have to pay the Red Wings travel expenses for that trip. They should. Yeah, they didn't take care of the ice. Yeah. Move, them to Nordi- move them to Quebec. You know, so they reschedule the game. Bring back the Nordiques. We want refunds on our tickets, and we all want Happy Meals. Yeah, right? sure. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, think too. That is or some of that barbecue settlement. food. Either that, or, either that or some of those, like, real good cookies. Some good barbecue down, the down there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right, that is our show. Stay tuned. Uh, Jimmy Murphy and the Stretch Run coming up next. Justin Sullivan on the ones and twos. I'm Christian Arkin. That's Tom King. We're back tomorrow at noon. We'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.